Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Shanquilla Robinson's family in the nation's capital today, meeting with the Department of Justice, warning the feds to intervene in the case. She is the Charlotte woman who was killed in Mexico. The Cabo Six are not talking. Mexican authorities say the U.S. could take over the case and will allow them to do so. You'll hear from attorney Ben Crump, Tamika Mallory, Shanquilla's mother, her sister, as well as Sue Ann Robinson, another attorney uh, with Ben Crump, about the battle that they have been engaged in for more than 140 days trying to have justice for Shanquilla Robinson. Uh, And I also talked to them uh, as well. Also uh, on uh, today's show, folks, uh, President Joe Biden is not going to, will not veto veto a Republican bill uh, blocking the D.C. City Council uh, from changing their laws dealing with various crimes. Really? I thought Biden believed, and Republicans believed in self-governance, self-rule. We'll talk to a D.C. City Council member about that and why they believe President Biden is in the wrong. Dems in the House also are not happy at all with the president. Uh, one of the first black army officers in the Special Forces honored today with a, with a Medal of Honor from President Joe Biden. He's also an alpha brother of mine, so we will pay tribute to him today and show you that ceremony uh, at the White House. Also, the death of George Floyd sparked a corporate movement where numerous folks were hired for diversity, equity, and inclusion jobs. So why are many of them just three years later being laid off? We'll talk with DEI uh, disruptor Randy Bryant about that uh, very issue. Also, we lost Wayne Shorter, uh, saxophonist. We'll have that uh, in memoriam. Plus, in our Education Matters segment, we'll talk to a man who is doing his best to get kids excited about math. Really? Can't wait to have that conversation. And we've got our crazy ass people segment. Oh my God, we got some crazy white people. We got some crazy black people. We got a woman not wanting a black man to shovel snow off off the sidewalk. She throws it back onto the sidewalk. Hell is she thinking? You got a Republican in Tennessee who wants to bring lynching back. What is he thinking? Then you got a black man who says that slavery was good for black people. I told you, we got some crazy folks. Can't wait to show them all. And I got a few words for all you punk-ass brothers who are tripping about Michael B. Jordan 
hugging and embracing a fellow black male actor. Seriously? Are y'all that weak? Yeah, I got a couple of words to say. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Folks, um, many Democrats are kind of confused with President Joe Biden. Now, Biden has said that he believes in home rule for Democrats. Now, you remember, D.C. is not a city, so therefore, they are also governed by Congress. Yes, they have a mayor, yes, they have a city council, but Congress can actually override decisions by the Washington, D.C. government. Well, the D.C. government, uh, they decided to override the objections of Muriel, Muriel Bowser and make changes to their criminal code. Now... You know, Democrats all across the country are freaking all out about this whole issue of crime. You've got their critics who are saying they're soft on crime. Uh, they're attaching woke to everything. Uh, they say that a bail reform, cash bail, this is causing massive problems all across the country. And we know most of these people are lying. So, uh, well, the Republicans, after taking control of the House, one of the first things they, they wanted to do was override the D.C. City Council when it came to their decision uh, to lessen the penalties for several different crimes. Now, this has gotten lots of attention. And so what Biden has announced is that he, if it passes, he's not going to veto the bill. Now, with well, Democrats in the Senate, they're going to pretty much voted against it, but Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat, has aligned with the Republicans because he say this is wrong and it is grossly unfair. Okay, but again, if you're President Biden... How does that jive with you saying that you believe in self-governance? You believe in home rule? Republicans also love talking about they don't like big government. They're always saying that uh, they believe in small government. We don't like big brother meddling in our affairs. So why do they insist on continuing to want to tell Washington, D.C. what to do? Now, normally when Democrats control the House and the Senate, then they pretty much leave, leave D.C. alone, allow them to do what they do. But now you have this. And so you have, divide, you have divided government. So, again, by them picking up a couple of Democrats, then they're able to say, okay, we can now change this. Now, Biden's decision has ticked off a lot of House Democrats and senators by saying, wait a minute, uh, how dare you align with them and not veto this bill? All of this is politics because he doesn't want to be perceived as being soft on crime. Yeah, this is the same president that got, let's see, if I recall, who's the highest group who votes for Democrats? Black women. Who's the highest group who votes for black men? Five highest group who votes for Democrats? Black men. And then, of course, um, you largely have a majority black city in Washington, D.C. So this is uh, 
not playing well uh, in, among African Americans. And so uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to have a DC City Councilwoman on uh, who voted for these changes. Uh, definitely want to get her thoughts on this, plus our Friday panel as well. What we're dealing with here again are Democrats being scared to death uh, of being painted as being soft on crime. Uh, of course, they complained about defund the police, claiming that, oh, this was what led to their election losses. No, I would actually say it's actually being weak with your message and led to various election losses. And so we'll deal with that uh, when we come back on the show. Plus, we'll also show you uh, the Medal of Honor winner who was on today at the White House. And we'll talk about uh, Shanquilla Robinson, the black woman who was killed in Mexico. Yes, killed by one or several of her friends. Why are they still walking free? Mexican, Mexican authorities say the Department of Justice or the United States can take over the case. Attorney Ben Crump they met with DOJ trying to push them to do so. So they're beginning their campaign to put pressure on the White House, to put pressure on uh, the State Department as well. Folks, uh, we'll do with that when we come back. Don't forget, download our Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, also, uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, check your money orders to go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal's our Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And of course, be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available at bookstores everywhere. You can also, of course, get it at Target. Download it on, on Audible. And don't forget, uh, we are now available on Amazon News. All you have to do is go to Amazon Fire, click the button, and then watch uh, our 24-hour streaming channel. And if you have Alexa, just simply say, Alexa, play the Black Star Network and it will begin to play the audio from our network. We'll be right back. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. We featured the brand new work of Professor Angie Porter, which simply put, is a revolutionary reframing of the African experience in this country. It's the one legal article everyone, and I mean everyone, should read. Professor Porter and Dr. Valethea Watkins, our legal roundtable team, join us to explore the paper that I guarantee is going to prompt a major aha moment in our culture. Crystallize it by saying, who are we to other people? Who are African people to others? Governance is our thing. Who are we to each other? The structures we create for ourselves, how we order the universe as African people. That's next on The Black Table, here on The Black Star Network. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, The Black Table. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network, every week. We'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Vivian Green. You're hey everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, unfiltered.
All right, folks, welcome back. Joining us right now is Christina Henderson. She's an at-large council member uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, Christina, glad to have you on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, so explain to the people exactly why the city council overrode the objections of the mayor. What, what did they actually pass? Because your critics are saying, oh, my God, y'all going to be letting violent people free roaming, this, roaming the streets of Washington, D.C.? Yeah, so thanks for having me, Roland. Um, the bill that uh, we're talking about here is a revised criminal code bill. So the District of Columbia has not taken a comprehensive look of its criminal code since the 1900s. This legislation was more than a decade in the making. There was a separate criminal code revision commission that was set up to not only look at um, what was happening in other jurisdictions and best practices, but to also look at what had been happening in terms of the charging decisions here in the District of Columbia and to make some changes to align to that. So this legislation does everything from clean up old language. Um, and if you look in our criminal code now, we still have references to horses and buggies, to everything um, going forward to more progressive legislation, such as getting rid of mandatory minimums, which is a tenet of criminal justice reform that you know advocates across the nation have been calling for. So again, uh, you hear all these stories, oh my God, people who, who, who are violent criminals, they are going to be releasing them. Uh, and, and they're making this out to sound as like, uh, y'all, this is just woke run amok. I, that, and that's furthest from the truth. I think a lot of people have misunderstandings of what the criminal justice system or the public safety system here in the District of Columbia looks like. So for instance, we don't have a parole system in DC as in other jurisdictions. Um, when someone is convicted of a local law here in the District of Columbia, you serve in federal prison. Um, our crimes here in district uh, for adult crimes, they're prosecuted by the US Attorney's Office and the Department of Justice. Um, we didn't pick that person, the president did, and he was confirmed by the Senate. The judges in our criminal justice system are not judges we picked. They are picked by the president and confirmed by the Senate. So there's a portion of the public safety piece that is not um, available to us in terms of control. Something that was an element of the, that was included in this bill was something called a second chance look, which was um, law, which is just the ability for someone after a certain period of time for serving um, serving your time, you have an opportunity to petition for early release. Again, it's just the opportunity to petition for early release, which is exactly the same that other inmates and in other jurisdictions would have if they go before their parole board. So what is the council saying about Biden's decision to align with Republicans and not veto this bill? Uh, are y'all, do y'all want to meet with him? Do you have y'all, have y'all met with him? Do you plan to do so? We haven't met with him. Um, I would say that it definitely felt like incredible betrayal. Um, the District of Columbia has always been used as a petri dish for conservative ideals. Um, anytime they want to try out something, uh, they usually use the District of Columbia first. For instance, we are the only place in the nation that has a federally funded school voucher program. That came from congressional Republicans, um, and that was imposed on the District of Columbia. Our charter school program here in the District of Columbia was something imposed on the district from congressional Republicans. But there has always been an agreement that there is a belief for Democrats 
Democrats, both in the Senate and the House, that they support D.C. statehood and the right of D.C. home rule and self-determination. So the announcement by President Biden to align with congressional Republicans um, and, and their misinformed talking points about what's happening here in the district and what this law actually does just felt like an incredible betrayal. Uh, all right, then. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, he says that he is, he is not going to veto it. Uh, and so we'll see uh, what happens next. Um, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so very much, uh, Councilmember Henderson. Thank you so much for having me, Roland. Have a good night. All right. Let's bring our panel in. Glad to have them here. Michael Imhotep hosts the African History Network show. Also, Matt Manning, civil rights attorney, and Brianna Cartwright, political strategist. All right, Brianna, I'll start with you. Um, is this uh, politics that Biden is playing uh, by aligning Republicans on this, not wanting to veto it, so therefore they can't call him being soft on crime uh, for the election next year? I do not fully know Biden's strategy. However, there has been a lot of pushback um, in regards to crime, especially as more and more Republicans speak about uh, California loosing it and allowing for petty thefts and so forth. Um, I don't think that is ever a good strategy for um, going more on the Republican side, because as we can see over and over and over again, they're not coming to our side. There is no middle ground, and we need to get as much done as we can. Um, it's very unfortunate that um, their council has decided what they want for the city, and now this is Congress who's deciding um, in itself. And it goes into the bigger um, fight of D.C. needing their own territory um, their, as a state um, and receive, you know, representation without taxation. Uh, so it's been a problem in D.C. for a while, and they're fighting to get emancipated and be able to um, have their city the way that they want to have their city. Uh, and I hope that it happens. Uh, Matt, uh, should Democrats be pissed off at President Biden and put pressure on him to say, what the hell are you doing? If you believe in self-rule, home governance, believe in it even when you disagree with it. Yes, I think they should. I think that this is a betrayal of the idea of self-governance. I mean, it's, Brianna said it, I think, masterfully. And I think that's really the issue here. The issue is less the uh, prudence of the criminal measures that they're intending to reform and more the question of autonomy versus electability. I mean, I understand that Democrats are concerned about how this will appear as it relates to going into the 2024 election and looking soft on crime, but that's immaterial if, you know, there are people there who are duly elected by their constituents who have decided to put forth certain reforms. I mean, you don't get to undo that because you're concerned about how that looks for your electability. So I'm glad that there are progressives calling him out. I think they should be calling him out. And I think Joe Biden is a known quantity with this respect, in this respect, excuse me. I think there are a number of people who have long had issues with Joe Biden's uh, opinions and positions on crime, particularly when he was a senator in the 90s. So, you know, this is not a new thing. It doesn't surprise me. But I think the bigger issue is the people of D.C. should have the right to uh, govern themselves and their duly elected representatives in particular should have the force of law when they decide what's going to govern in the district. 
Uh, this is an example, Michael, where Biden should not get a pass. He should be taking the task uh, for this and be made perfectly clear uh, that this is problematic. Uh, and, I mean, look, uh, voting for someone doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they do. Uh, this is where uh, I would hope Democrats in the House and Senate are going to be very vocal uh, against him. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. I'm on this very point. Yeah, voting for someone doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they do. And the uh, comment on your comment from a minute ago, is this political? From my uh, studying of history and politics, politics is always political. Um, when uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser was on uh, uh, Meet the Press Now today on MSNBC, and she talked about how she vetoed the uh, uh, criminal uh, code from city uh, from city council, and I I want I looked at some of her statements. I saw the interview. I looked at some of her statements also. I want to find out more. Okay, what was her objection to the changes that were being made as well? So I think Biden should be. I should be. I think Biden should be pressed to explain his position. Come out and explain what's behind this. What's your position? What? What? Why did? Why is there an about face on this? Now, some people suspect, and I, I read the article from the Washington Post today dealing with this, or actually Washington Post from March second. Some people suspect. So there were 31 Democrats that uh, have aligned with Republicans in vetoing this as well. And these are basically Democrats from moderate districts. Some people are suspecting maybe he's trying to align with uh, moderate Democrats to protect them when it comes to re-election in 2024, what have you. But I think he should be pressed to really explain why you're doing this and why you're changing your position on this as well. Oh, again, uh, I would hope that uh, he, uh, he offers a much better explanation uh, than the one we gotten. Uh, Brianna, there's no doubt in my mind this is political. Uh, again, uh, you look at uh, what's happening uh, all across the country, uh, where you have Republicans who, be who they believe they can make crime a major issue in 2024, like that happened in 2022. Uh, but uh, Democrats can't run away from the issues that we're still facing. One, uh, so many lies being told about uh, cash bail. Uh, I, we've seen them in New York. We've seen them uh, take place in Houston, all these different places where they are assigning blame to all of this. Uh, and also, folks want to be in denial about the reality of what drives crime uh, in this country. Uh, and I keep saying, as long as you, you ignore the other issues that drive crime, obviously illiteracy, obviously education, uh, lack of economic opportunities, all of that stuff is what leads to crime. Unfortunately, folk don't want to deal with that. We simply have a mentality of, yo, just lock everybody up. That's going to solve the problem. Give the cops more money. We'll be good. Absolutely. Uh, there's several um, things in regards to that. 
Uh, first is the economic issue. We don't address the economic issue, which is tied to education. We uh, we can see that with student loans, and and we can go on and on and on about how they make elitist class in order to make sure that some stay down. And we're not really trying to make sure that everybody is prospering at the right level. Um, going back to cash bail, I think the issue also is people not understanding the concept behind it on both sides. Uh, to say that because you're poor, you should stay in jail does not make the street safer. If someone who has the money is able to now say, here's my bail, now I go, it doesn't change anything. And so it's literally just saying because you have the money, you're able to go. And there's more and more laws that are set up that make it more expensive to be poor. And these need to be uh, changed. And unfortunately, the way our country is, People are scared of change and do not understand change, and it takes a lot more back to again education. And so a lot of it starts at education, which takes a lot of time and money. And so the lazy way is to blame crime, to, to go straight to not the root of it, but at the tip. And so it's hard for the actual change that we need to because people don't want to uproot everything and help our nation. All right, hold tight one second. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Sean Cola Robinson's case. Her family was in D.C. today, uh, putting pressure on the Department of Justice and the White House and the State Department saying, do something to bring the killers to justice uh, who slaughtered her in Mexico. We'll tell you about that we're at the news conference today. we live streaming as well, so you can check it out. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, the share button on Facebook as well, plus our app, and download the app as well, folks. Uh, we're moving closer to 100,000 downloads. Uh, so we, want to, we want to get there as quickly as we can. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And of course, if you want to join our Brenda Funk fan club, your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do, to travel across this country, covering the stories that matter to you. Uh, send your check and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App, Dallas Side, RM Unfiltered, PayPal, R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo is RM Unfiltered, Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at RolandMartinOnFilter.com. I'm going to read some of the notes people have sent me and we got in the mail. And if you actually give on the show, I'll give you a shout out as well. And so we'll be right back. A lot of these corporations or people that are running stuff push black people if they're doing a certain thing. What that does is it creates a butterfly effect of any young kid who, you know, wants to leave any situation they're in, and the only people they see are people that are doing this, so I gotta be a gangster, I gotta shoot, I gotta sell, I gotta do this in order to do it. And it just becomes a cycle, but when someone comes around and is making other Oh, money, we don't, you know. They don't want to push it or put money into it, so. That's definitely something I'm trying to fix, too, is just show up as other avenues. You don't got to be a rapper, you don't got to be a ball player. You can be a country singer, you can be an opera singer, you can be a damn whatever, you know? Showing the, the different avenues, and that is possible, and it's hard for people to realize it's possible until someone does it. I'm Dr. Jackie here on A Balanced Life, and I've got a pop quiz for you. Who are you, where are you, and how are you doing? 
These are three important questions that you should be asking yourself every day. I can't be authentic with you if I'm not being authentic with myself. I know who I am and I know whose I am. And when you know that, you're unstoppable because you're going to show up as your authentic self no matter the room that you're in. Discovering the true you and the culture around you. That's next on A Balanced Life on Black Star Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Godfrey, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. And while he's doing Unfiltered, I'm practicing the wobble. Justice for Shanquilla Robinson. 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 Justice for Robinson. All right, folks, uh, that was today in the nation's capital where attorney Ben Crump, Tamika Mallory, co-founder of Until Freedom, uh, stood with the family on Sean Quella Robinson. Uh, she, of course, uh, is the black woman out of North Carolina who last year went to Cabo with friends. Uh, they were supposed to be there on their vacation. Uh, six of them came home alive. She came home in a body bag. Remember, the video was released where one of the women was viciously beating her and the other folks were literally standing around filming it as it happened. Now, you might remember, they told uh, Mexican authorities that she actually uh, had alcohol poisoning uh, when, in fact, uh, that was not the case. When, um, when they actually had an autopsy, uh, it showed exactly what happened and how uh, she was just viciously beaten, uh, how her spine uh, had been um, severely injured, neck broken, uh, and just devastating, uh, devastating um, facts about this case. Uh, and remember, one of, the, one of the guys brought her luggage back to her family. She came home in a body bag, brought her luggage back, but then once the authorities begin to investigate, those same people stop coming around uh, to her family. Uh, we live stream the entire news conference. If you want to see the whole 90-minute uh, news conference, simply go to our Black Star Network app or go to our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Uh, here is some of what uh, was said today outside of the offices, the National Council of Negro Women here in the nation's capital. I want to first and publicly, which I do every day, thank uh, Mrs. Robinson and Quilla for putting their shoulder to the plow to seek justice on behalf of Shanquilla Robinson. Um, I'm thanking them uh, for doing something that so often only black and brown families have to do. They have to grieve their loved one. They have to adjust to normalize their life with the loss of their loved one. And at the same time, they have to become part of a movement, yeah. part of a club that no one asked to be in. They have to beg for dignity and respect in death. They have to seek justice on behalf of their loved ones. They don't have the privacy to grieve and do those things in private. So I want to thank them publicly for turning their pain into purpose. It has been 126 days since she died. That's 18 weeks. Wow. Video footage of her being beaten literally to death was released on November 16, 2022. 108 days ago. 15 weeks and three days. And still, with all this visual evidence, 
Nobody has been arrested. That's right. That's right. Nobody has been arrested. And, and as my son, the general, always talks about, black lives matter, our black children's lives matter. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. And people always try to say, well, you all don't show up when black people get killed by other black people. You only show up if a white police officer get uh, killing a black person. No, that's not it. Oftentimes we can't get the media to cover it. But my son, until freedom, our law firm, we have been showing up when black people get killed unjustly, whether it's a white person who killed them or it's a black person who killed them. Because Daquilla Robinson, life matters. Mexico has advised that their investigation is complete. They have identified a suspect. That suspect is currently out free in the United States of America. That's right. And that is not right that the suspects and the people involved are sleeping comfortably in their own beds at night. If they are guilty of a crime, then the United States government should do one or two things. One, they should either extradite the person who murdered Shanquilla Robinson to Mexico to face the charges and the crimes that have been alleged against her. Or two, they should take jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Mexico is willing to give jurisdiction to the United States to bring a case for those responsible for killing Shanquilla Robinson to justice. And the only question is State Department, President Biden, what are you going to do to bring justice for this broken-hearted family, especially this mother of Shanquilla Robinson? It's not a hard act. That's right. Either extradite the killer or take jurisdiction so you can prosecute the killer. That's right. We've had the opportunity to review some of the packet. And it has been sent. The ball is clearly in the United States court. The State Department, the Department of Justice, the ball is in your court. That's right. Do what you have to do. In Mexico, we went to the U.S. consulate. 
who is supposed to be the liaison and the protection for American citizens abroad. We got no such warm greeting. We got no such constitutional rights. We got no such assistance, liaison information. In fact, we were almost impeded and advised that if the family needed more information, they should talk to the six travel mates mm. that went to Cabo wow. with Shankwa. Wow. This is not a difficult thing to understand, as mm. Attorney Crump has said. It is not complicated. That's right. Mm. There was a woman, forget about being a black woman, mm -hmm. a woman right. was beaten to death mm -hmm. on camera, Come on, mm -hmm. and she returned from a vacation with her neck and back her spine broken. It's very simple. We saw an attack. It'd be one thing if you did not see a video and perhaps we could come up with some other explanation for what happened to her. But in this case, what we see is very clear. She was beaten to death. And if she wasn't beaten to death, somebody needs to tell us exactly what happened. And there's who were there who know the answers and they need to be present somewhere where they are being asked and demanded of the truth. Particularly the person who we saw and I want to correct something that has been said and I am asking every single person from the media to be careful about the narrative. I know that my brother Roland Martin will be careful about this and I'm asking all of you. There was not a fight. There was no fight that took place in that house. There was an attack against one person. We did not see a fight. In fact, we hear the other individuals on the video asking her whether or not she was willing to fight back for herself as they joked while she was naked. And she tells them clearly, no, she does not want to fight. And they continue to allow her to be beaten and then her neck and spine was broken and she returned home to her family in a box. That is what happened. Come on. It is not complicated. Come on. So as my sister, uh, uh, Sunshine Anderson from Charlotte, North Carolina, mm -hmm. who couldn't be here but has been a great supporter of this family, would say, when you tell us it's complicated and there's issues, we've heard it all before. On, and yeah. we don't want to hear it anymore. Forget about her being a black woman. She is a woman and she is a United yes. States citizen. And we know what you can do. We know what you can do. Let me tell you why we know what you can do. Because we've seen you do it before. When Natalie Holloway went missing in Aruba, America stopped. It stood still. Even I stood still. We shared the information. At the, at the, when, the, when the White House had press conferences, they were asked questions about her. The media would not let it die. Natalie Holloway was in our homes every day, and she should have been. Well, and so should Chanquilla Matt Manning, I want to go to you. Uh, the fact that Mexican authorities have said that the feds can tab jurisdiction, my goodness, uh, that's, that's like manna from heaven. Uh, and so uh, Crump, Robinson, and others, they went to the DOJ saying, step up, take the mantle, prosecute these folks, the Cabo Six, uh, who were involved in the death of Shanquilla Robinson. Yeah, I think U.S. law enforcement absolutely should do that. This is 
it's rare. I think like uh, Ms. Mallory was saying, I mean, it's rare that you have any crime on video more so now than before, but it's rare that you have a crime of this magnitude and of this severity and of this brutality on video. So I don't know how the U.S. authorities have not jumped at the chance to, to do this. I mean, the obvious answer is Shanquilla Robinson doesn't play in the media the same way Natalie Holloway does, which is why they haven't jumped to her family's defense, essentially, in prosecuting this case. But from a legal standpoint, this is a slam dunk case. It's not like they're you know, should have any real trepidation about do we have to investigate this and see if this is actually a bona fide case. You got it all on video. So I don't know why the State Department isn't moving quickly. I don't know why DOJ and President Biden, frankly, isn't taking this as an opportunity to show that Shanquilla Robinson and a Shanquilla Robinson is just as important as a Natalie Holloway and that the United States government is going to come and protect that family uh, when a citizen is lost abroad, particularly in a heinous and brutal way. I don't know why they wouldn't take this. It seems to me like a, a simple case for them to prosecute and one where, especially with Mexico being so close to us, that they can investigate a lot more robustly than they might be able to in some other places. I hope that they heed Ben Crump and Sue, Ellen, Sue Ann Robinson's call and get on this case as quickly as possible for Ms. Robinson's family. Hold tight one second. We're going to pick up this on the other side uh, uh, after this break, uh, <clears throat> folks. And we're discussing the Shankola Robinson case. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about uh, the call for other organizations or, or to step up, uh, other uh, female groups, black groups as well. They're calling upon them uh, to join them in this effort to put pressure on the DOJ and the White House and the State Department uh, to step up. And so we'll talk about that next. Don't forget, download our app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV. TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And of course, we are now on Amazon News on their platform. You can simply go to Amazon Fire TV. When you go look at all the news channels, CNN, MSNBC, all those folks, Black Star Network is right there. You can check us out. And of course, you can also tell Alexa, uh, hey, Alexa, play news from Black Star Network, and it will do so as well. So uh, a lot of things happening. And of course, YouTube, hit the like button. We should easily be more than 1,000 likes right now. Uh, and so when we come back, uh, let's be at a thousand likes. Also, let me shout out to the people who've actually given uh, doing the, doing the show. Uh, to our Brina Funk fan club. Uh, their dollars make it possible to do what we do. Uh, Damon Blissett, uh, Marcus Gutner, Dexter Muckle, uh, Trinell Crosby, thank you so very much. Uh, Big Josiah Ann Bostic, also uh, The Blind MC, Michael Potts, Rochelle Dishman, uh, Jason Falk, Barbara Seals, uh, Vicki Thomas, uh, Brian Brown, Clifford Jones, Kevin Hollins, Gwen Lawson, Jurgen, Nia, uh, Kaida, Renetta Davis, uh, Victoria Dade, Michael Ruff, Darren Dorsey, D. Moore, Cameo Armstrong, Ben Isom, Roderick Harvey, Jeff Workman, Eleanor Williams, uh, Anthony Graham Jr., Roxana Deshong, uh, Priscilla Smith, Kenneth Barrett, Lisa Hopkins, Car Carlita Brown, Alberta Cummings, Christina Cole, Wayne Etherly, Carrie Morant, uh, also uh, Wesley Gardner, uh, uh, Herbie, let's see here, Herbie Holland, thank you so very much, uh, Richard uh, Pettigrew, thank you so very much, also Brian Peck, uh, uh, Brian Packer, I'm sorry, Tommy Williams, uh, Sharice, and Joan Warren F.A., Joseph, Josephine Turner. Thank you so very much, folks. You're looking for a shout-out? Give me on the show via Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, or Zelle. I got you. Back in a moment. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, the wealth gap has literally not changed in over 50 years 
years, according to the Federal Reserve. On the next Get Wealthy, I'm excited to chat with Jim Castleberry, CEO of Known Holdings. They have created a platform, an ecosystem to bring resources to Blacks and people of color so they can scale their business. Even though we've had several examples of um, African-Americans and other people of color being able to be successful, we still aren't seeing the mass level of us being lifted up. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Black Star Network is here. Oh, no punch! A real um, revolutionary right now. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America. All the momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm L.D. Barge. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. And look, we cannot deny the reality that if... Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. A white woman in America had been beaten and killed by her friends in Mexico. There's no, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC will be all over this. Uh, we've covered this story, frankly, more than any of these other national outlets. And this is the reality of being black in America. This is also why black-owned media matters. Yeah, you had some other news outlets that were out there that showed up, but they ain't been on this case from the beginning like we have been. And, and this is the problem why we have to have our own, because we're going to be on this story constantly. Keep talking about it, trying to get justice. National media, whatever. They're focused on some other stuff. Yeah, was that for me, Roland? You were muted for a couple of seconds. Yeah, that was for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, we have to be able to tell our own story. We have to be able to finance Black-owned media to be able to tell our own story. So many people say build our own, but they don't say we need to finance our own because there's a there's a complete difference between the two of them. And And a lot of people who say we need to build our own as well, don't really understand what goes into being able to sustain a Black-owned media network like this, okay? So, uh, you know, there's been, we've gone like maybe 
uh, uh, two months or so without, maybe a little longer, without hearing real updates in this case. Uh, I, I saw a couple articles in the past couple of days dealing with this. I'm glad Black Star Media Network was there to broadcast live the press conference. But I think uh, pressure should be put on the federal government to uh, and to also explain to us what they have been doing. I know the investigation is ongoing, but explain to us what has happened, what they have been doing, because I, I hear some conflicting information. Then we know one. We know there was an arrest warrant. We know the name of the uh, person, at least one person in the arrest warrant, has not been released. Had the, has that person actually been arrested yet or not? What, what actually is going on? But you know. This is why we have to support Roland Martin and the Black Star Media Network. Uh, folks, uh, at today's uh, news conference, uh, I did ask them uh, a question with regards to uh, women's organizations, uh, sororities, and others uh, stepping up uh, and uh, helping them in this case. Here's what uh, they had to say. Just like, um, of course, you um, look at uh, Ms. Bland. She was uh, killed in Texas. She died in Texas. Um, have y'all worked to mobilize sororities, links, other black female organizations to also put pressure on the State Department and the White House to bring all that pressure to bear as well, those, what, five to eight hundred to a million black women? I'll say this, and then I'll have Tamika Bowers be Roland, it's not lost on us and hopefully on anybody else that we're standing in front of the National Council of Negro Women, the oldest organization of black women civil rights leaders. And so Tamika Mallory, who is a, a, a great woman leader of this day, will speak to that issue. But we understand that question completely. Yeah. So we, you know, uh, up until this point, this family has been very respectful of the federal government. Uh, I'm sorry. Up until this point, that you know, the family, and, and still at this point, the family has been very respectful of the federal government. They were told that something was going to be done. And so for the last several months, they have waited, That's believing right. that there was no way, no way with the video that this would be stalled. That's right. At this point, after Attorney Sue Ann Robinson returned with the documents and the information and the research that she did there in Mexico, we can clearly state and begin to organize people around the idea that this is not a Mexico problem. This is now a United States problem. That's right. So yes, we will begin that process. Today begins, the, uh, you know, is the beginning of a campaign that should include all of our organizations, whether they be from the women to the men to whomever it is, and not just black folks, but everybody right. in this country standing for Shanquella That's Robinson. Right. And then Attorney uh, Robinson will say a brief word about that as well. Uh, well, to answer your question, Roland, um, I'm standing next to an AKA, <laughs> and I'm a very proud Delta. So we're very much in the building, and, you know, we'll take help everywhere we can get it because pressure is what is going to cause this case to be moved forward. So we, we welcome all the um, Divine Nine and every organization that will assist us in this matter. And I think what uh, Mr. Martin is saying, maybe we should be formal about it. We yes, are going to write letters definitely. to the leadership of not just black women organizations, but all black organizations right. and all people of good moral right. character. Right. So thank you, Roland Martin. Right. Any other questions? Sure. 
Brianna, this is where, and, and I spoke to the AKAs at the Southeast Regional in Huntsville last week. This is where I keep saying uh, our black organizations have got to get outside of our internal stuff and use our power externally to speak to issues even when it ain't involving a member. And so this is where, again, AKAs, Deltas, Zetas, Sigma Gamma Rho, The Links, and numerous other black women organizations, National Organization for Women, uh, all these different groups, and yes, uh, uh, fraternities as well and others, should be using their power, putting pressure, saying this woman deserves justice. Absolutely. As we've stated over and over again, as we talked about the Greek power and numbers in power, uh, it's just not about sororities. It's also, you know, the fraternities can help your great chapter, uh, uh, Alpha, um, can help. And Deltas do the work. And this is a call for action. Uh, I can only talk about this Delta and um, going to step forward and try to help um, legally and, you know, unite, write letters, um, really push the envelope. But it does need to be a collective uh process because it's numbers and powers. You know, we could do one thing, another one does another thing, and unless we all do it together, it doesn't really show the impact. Um, and so I do think that it's a wonderful idea to call us to unite and uh, see what we can do together. Um, Matt, again, it just sort of drives me crazy that we have to, we got to apply pressure just to get something basic uh, done. That's right. Uh, we do, and it's unfortunate, and the same story happens every time. The pretty little white girl, Gabby Petito, or Natty, Natalie Hollywell, Hollowell, or whomever it is, the media takes and run, the mainstream media takes and runs with it. And for us to have to apply pressure, particularly, though, in such a simple uh, straightforward case. I mean, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense about this case is that she was on vacation. You've got six people there that you know traveled with her um, who recorded it, which I've never gotten any clarity on that, but I think that's really important as well because the fact that somebody, you know, privately recorded it on a device and it was disseminated, it stands to reason that, you know, the FBI should be able to at least credibly potentially make an arrest here on the basis of, of that having been recorded and disseminated in some kind of aiding and abetting type theory, right? They're sitting and watching this happen and they're not intervening. So the fact that there hasn't also been some push by the United States authorities to find ways to exercise United States jurisdiction on United States soil for these uh, people who you know are suspected to have been involved or otherwise involved in the video doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't understand why they haven't jumped at the opportunity to take a chance to show that they are in fact strong on crime and not only strong on crime, strong on crime that happens to non-lily white people. This seems to me like a good opportunity for the Biden administration and the DOJ to flex that power. Uh, indeed, and so again, just all too often uh, we have to, uh, we, we have to do this. And um, these folks still are roaming free, uh, Michael. They're, 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 I mean, they've been roaming free for months now. And here's the deal: you start arresting the folks. Somebody's going to crack. Now, first of all, remember, the video, the video does, does not show her being murdered. 
because uh, when I talked to uh, when I talked to Sue Ann, she talked about how the doctor, um, the doctor in the case, how she had to. Uh, it was like all sorts of drama there, where they stopped her for an hour from actually calling an ambulance. Uh, to get treatment right. uh, for uh, Sean Quo. They kept insisting, oh, all she needed was an IV. Uh, you start arresting these people, somebody's going to crack, somebody's going to start spilling the beans, but you got to arrest somebody. Yeah, you, you have to arrest, some, arrest someone if an arrest has not already happened. But at, first and foremost, I want an account of, I, I want a timeline coming from the Department of Justice. I want a timeline of what happened what transpired, and then, for instance, you know, the article from The Independent uh, that came out either yesterday or today, uh, actually today from The Independent, it talks about how a copy of Shanquala Robinson's autopsy report, uh, which has since been contradicted by Mexican authorities, it, it talks about that. So I, I wanted to count on what's going on. What does the autopsy report say? Why do Mex Mexican authorities uh, contradict it? But then also, there was, a, uh, there was an arrest warrant for at least one person. Has that arrest warrant been served? Has that person been arrested? Okay, why hasn't that name been given of, of the person in the arrest warrant? W what is going on in the case? So, um, you know, but I think pressure needs to be put to this administration, but I would rather have the, the Biden-Harris administration uh, in charge when this case happens, as opposed to the uh, Trump-Pence administration. Let me leave you. I'd rather deal with this Department of Justice than that Department of Justice. Oh, absolutely. They both need to be held accountable. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We come back. Uh, so many DEI jobs opened up across America after the death of George Floyd. Now those people are getting fired and losing their jobs. Was DEI real or was it bullshit? We'll talk to Randy Bryan. Uh, she calls herself a DEI, um, what, what, what did you say, Randy? Uh, she calls herself a DEI disruptor. So we'll chat with her next. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. A lot of these corporations or people that are running stuff push black people if they're doing a certain thing. What that does is it creates a butterfly effect of any young kid who, you know, wants to leave any situation they're in, and the only people they see are people that are doing this, so I gotta be a gangster, I gotta shoot, I gotta sell, I gotta do this in order to do it, and it just becomes a cycle, but when someone comes around and is making other oh, money, we don't, you know, they don't wanna push it or put money into it, so that's definitely something I'm trying to fix too, is just show there's other avenues. You don't gotta be a rapper, you don't gotta be a ball player, you can be a country singer, you can be an opera singer, you can be a damn whatever, you know? You know, showing the, the different avenues, and that is possible, and it's hard for people to realize it's possible until someone does. On the next Get Wealthy, with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, the wealth gap has literally not changed in over 50 years, according to the Federal Reserve. On the next Get Wealthy, I'm excited to chat with Jim Castleberry, CEO of Known Holdings. They have created a platform, an ecosystem, to bring resources to Blacks and people of color so they can scale their business. Even though we've had several examples of um, African Americans and other people of color being able to be successful, we still aren't seeing the mass level of us being lifted up. 
That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Teresa Griffin. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. All right, fam, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. George Floyd gets killed May 25th, 2020. The result of that was all of a sudden, you had all of these companies who were talking about, oh, the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion. Some $50, $60 billion in commitments uh, was made by companies uh, to give to social organizations. We begin to hear phrases like social impact, uh, in social change, black economic, social justice, and on and on and on. And uh, who really benefited? A lot of people got jobs as DEI jobs. Three years later, that 50, 60 billion, nearly all of it not spent. A lot of those DEI people getting laid off right now. Now, I told y'all those DEI jobs were bullshit. I told y'all that. 
So to my next guest, Randy Bryant. Uh, she, of course, uh, DEI expert. She calls herself a DEI... Disruptor. Disruptor. Uh, you've been... Um, uh, pissing your DEI people off uh, on uh, social media, on your Instagram yes. page, uh, talking about this stuff. Yes. Uh, and, and, and again, we're now seeing it borne out in the folk losing their jobs. Right. Getting laid off. Right. Because before it was a PR effort. Companies knew they had to do something, particularly after the murder of George Floyd, and they made announcements. They made announcements like, we are hiring a DEI professional. Um, and it was a joke, to be quite frank with you. Um, they hired some people that were, um, as long as they were part of a underrepresented group but had no DEI experience, they gave them the jobs. And don't get me wrong, this is not the professional's fault. Um, the people who do this care, and so I hope I'm not upsetting my people because they are my people. To do this work is hard work, but they definitely, it was a PR move, and they were used, and they were used. They provided these DEI experts with absolutely no power, absolutely no voice, no budgets, no staff, no nothing. So it was just a marketing effort. And so when we talk about the number of jobs that are being lost, Along with that number, we also must consider the number of people who have been burnt out in two years and have left their jobs. Because people who get into DEI care. It's personal for them. They have been that person who has been mistreated and no longer want to be mistreated. They have been that person who was unable to move up in a company that they were overqualified to do. So they leave. Um, because they got into it because they cared, but they were not given the resources to really make any change. And, and the thing I kept saying to people over and over and over again, uh, I use this phrase all the time, P&L responsibility. Right. Uh, meaning that in any company, if you ain't got P&L responsibility, you don't have profit and loss responsibility, uh, you are not uh, a, 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 a valued person. Uh, and uh, I've spoken uh, many conferences, given speeches, and I said the same thing about these jobs and some people in the audience got mad. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I said, they ain't real jobs. Because to the, the DEI job today is the equivalent of uh, the global diversity officer job in the past 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And before that, in the 70s and 80s, it was the vice president for community affairs. Yes. In many places, that was the Negro executive job. Mm -hmm. Well, let me say this. First of all, we do talk about how it is the Negro executive job. But one thing I don't think people realize is that the vast majority of DEI positions go to white people. 75, 76% of all DEI positions, the top. Right, but, see, that's, but see, that's what changed. Because what happened was, mm -hmm. see, again, the VP community affairs job with Negroes, then all of a sudden, uh, and then when it became about diversity, then it was like, oh, so we're going to include black and Latino and Asian, Native American, gay women. And so all of a sudden, you start seeing all these folks who are chief diversity officers or heads of DEI don't look like us. And then you start saying, well, what the hell is this diversity, equity, inclusion? I remember when I, was, I spoke at Coca-Cola, I gave a keynote address. This was, this was several years ago. And somebody, they asked me, and they said, 
they said, how would you, um, uh, if you were talking about diversity, uh, how do you see it? I said, black first. Mm. I said, then, then everybody else. <laughs> and they kind of looked at me. I said, let me be real clear. These programs were created coming out of the civil rights movement. Oh, yes. I said, so it was black first. And I said, so I'm going to say black, Latino, Native American, Asian. I said, that's it. I ain't including nobody else. I said, because if you gay, if you white and gay, you still white. Right. And I had to, I had to explain this to people. I said, because this, is the, this was part of my problem with, when it came to a lot of these jobs because they just started trying to throw... It then became, oh, the diversity of thought, oh, the yes. diversity of ideology. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, no, no, I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. But they like that because it makes them more comfortable. I mean, the problem with DEI is that it, it has become... Or it probably started that way, if we're honest, white-centered, right? And so, first of all, mainly white people were hired to do the job. Of course, white women the same people who have benefited the most from all civil rights movement. Because if people are feeling uncomfortable with differentness, they are going to bring people in who are more, most like them. So a white executive, and still most executives, most management, most directors and vice presidents are white, hetero, cis males. They feel most comfortable with white women. So they can bring in white women and say, oh, look at our diversity. Look how great we are. But those same white women are the closest to, the, to white men. They are not suffering the same way that, for instance, black people are. So they don't advocate the same way. Um, and those same women who would get angry at me saying that are the same women who would say, it's not fair that we have all men making decisions with Roe versus Wade. Um, DEI at this point, the reason why I call myself a disruptor, to be honest, after being in this field, through all the name changes you talk about for such a long time, I'm really just quite disgusted at what it has turned into. It's a, it's a joke. Not very many people take DEI seriously whatsoever because we have been ineffective. Um, not because we don't care, but because we have not been armed with the resources to do anything because the companies don't care. Companies care about diversity, equity, and inclusion as far as it affects their reputations. As far not, as- Not bottom line, reputation. Reputations, period. They do not see it as a business- Imperative. Move, imperative, absolutely not. And I tell people, and this is quite uh, different, I don't believe DEI belongs in human resources. It, you know, I say DEI in human resources is like a person who is not kind but go to, goes to church every Sunday. It doesn't fix everything, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, you go to church every Sunday. If you are a person who is committed to having a diverse, equitable, and inclusive company, that means you are looking at your product. For instance, these tech companies are the main ones who are letting people go. Is my product accessible to people with disabilities? Are there people at all price points who can access this product? Um, it means supplier diversity. Are we working with, are we buying our products from all sorts of people? Are we, um, or does everyone feel as if they have room to 
be promoted and be successful. But so it is not just a, do our facilities, do our facilities accommodate all people? If someone has um, some sort of disability or do we have all gender bathrooms? It is, it is something, if you care about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it is something that must be done throughout the entire organization. And it cannot be this add-on at the end of everything else to make things right. Just like that going to church on Sundays <laughs> is not going to make everything right if you've acted a fool the rest of the whole week before. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to a break. We're going to bring our panel in. I also want to talk about uh, University of North Carolina, uh, Texas A&M University System today. Now, all of a sudden, they're removing DEI language out of these job applications. I want to talk to you about that as well. Sure. Uh, you're watching Roller Mark Unfiltered uh, on the Black Star Network, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hey, I'm Dion Cole from Blackish. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Sorry, y'all. I had to give um, Randy some damn selfie lessons on how to take a selfie. She's sitting over here, got a phone on time. I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, yeah, so yeah, not, not, you want to take a selfie now? I do. Oh, my Thank God. you so much. Oh, my Charlie. God. All right, y'all, we're talking about uh, DEI and how much of a joke it is. Let me bring in uh, Brianna, uh, Matt, uh, and, and Michael as well. Brianna, I'll, I'll start with you. 
uh, you know, your take on, again, on this whole DEI explosion. People are all excited, and I can tell people uh, then, I'm like, don't get excited, y'all. This ain't number one person and a secretary getting a job. Absolutely. Randy has been saying that for, for years on end. Uh, they wanted to placate us. They thought, you know, we'll give them something and they'll forget to look at the deliverables. Um, the fact that most um, DEIs um, did not report directly to the CEO, as Randy have told us over and over and over again, to make that make them accountable in doing that. They uh, reported to HR. And so there wasn't enough wriggle room. They gave these jobs uh, just for show, and they didn't give them power, right? They gave them a lot of money to say, hey, we're giving you money. Be quiet. Your show. Let's just, you know, play along for a certain amount of time. And the real effects of what it needed to be was not done. And it's apparent that they did not care about it actually getting done. And they thought enough time passed where we would have forgotten that we still want things done in the workplace. Uh, and, and now, Randy, uh, now you have the, these universities, uh, now Republican legislatures, changing. now they want to remove any DEI language from job applications. Right. Um, they don't see... They see DEI as a social justice piece. They see it as a nice-to-have. They see it as, honestly, kowtowing to the demands of black and brown and gay people in the LGBT. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good, because every year dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them, but with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly, so get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. QIA community. Um, I don't even think that they can relate what it feels like to be in a place because we spend a lot of time at work now, right? To be in a place where you feel unwelcomed. They don't seem to care what it feels like to sense that you have no way of advancement. Why should you work hard if you don't feel as if you can excel, if you could be promoted? Because you don't see anyone that who looks like you at those same ranks. They don't seem to think it's important to not be able to sit at your desk because it's not uh, designed correctly for a person who may have a disability. They don't care about the stereotypes. They don't care about the microaggressions that people face every day. It's not important to them because they haven't had to face it. Um, if they were intelligent, though, they would recognize that those issues affect their bottom line, the way that people are losing employees, because ultimately people want to feel safe and a sense of belonging. They say it's the number one need at work. They want to feel a sense of belonging where they go to work. So th this is the this is from the Texas Tribune right here. Uh, Texas a University system uh, bans diversity statements from job applications. Uh, this was because of so John Sharp, uh, who is the chancellor uh, right there. This is his photo. Uh, it was Governor Greg Abbott uh, who made these uh, decisions. And so Greg Abbott and, and people are saying that first legal experts said the governor's office mischaracterized the legal practices employers use when considering diversity in their hiring. But bottom line here, Matt, uh, is 
look, these people, they, 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 they hate diversity, they hate multiculturalism, they hated quotas, they hated any of this. What they really want to continue seeing is white domination in all facets of American society. I think that's correct. And I think Randy was uh, spot on with the dog whistling that we're seeing in terms of them tying everything into social justice and trying to, you know, kind of get in uh, part of that zeitgeist that we see now, which is where they're attacking everything, quote, woke. But I actually want to kind of take, uh, you know, a little different position on something that Brianna said. I don't think this was a matter of them trying to capitulate to black and brown people. I think this was a matter of white people trying to make themselves feel better about their response to the systemic issues that people were calling about with George Floyd. I think what you see with is with this is companies seeing an opportunity to capitalize upon their social, you know, outward facing attempts to be more diverse and what have you. And I think that is something that they thought would connect to a greater bottom line, particularly at a time where we were all, you know, a different kind of consumer, right? Buying things online, um, looking at companies differently. And I think it was an opportunity for them, at least in their eyes, to capitalize upon that. So I had no illusions whatsoever that this was going to continue. And I had no illusions that this was going to be robust because, as Randy said, you know, this is a lot of people who had DEI jobs and had no real authority, couldn't really systemically change anything in the corporations. And you know, we knew this was going to happen. So none of it is a surprise. And I think that's correct. I think this is about uh, white people in power wanting to keep that power, particularly as it relates to Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis, who I say on this show every single week, are both trying to run for president and doing everything they can to show that they are the true conservative. So this doesn't surprise me. I agree with you. And what's interesting to me is that they always try to say, we want to hire the best person for right. the job. We don't need DEI. DEI, just like most things, were put in place to counteract people's bigotry. If you really believe that they're hiring the best person for the job, that means you are assuming that white, cishet males are superior to everyone else, because the majority of power positions are held by that group of people. So what they're saying, what they actually have convinced themselves, is that we have these jobs because we rightfully deserve them, because we are superior than any other candidate that exists. Because those are the people who get these jobs over and over again. And so we, we put these DEI programs in place to say, no, you should look at and consider other people to force people to stop being so bigoted, to force people to make decisions outside of themselves because they can only see themselves. But they don't like that. They don't like that whatsoever, as we see. So, yes, they are getting rid of all DEI language and putting themselves in positions that they don't even have to pretend anymore yep. that they're considering other folks for jobs. Michael? Yeah, you know, um, I was skeptical of this. There was, it seemed like there were corporations tripping over themselves to show uh, that they weren't racist or weren't bigoted or things like this. And, you know, I was like, okay, so it took George Floyd being killed and it being 
recorded and it going viral for you to realize that your business practices are wrong. Now, and, and another thing that, and Randy hit on this, and it's good to see you again, Randy. Uh, 76, when we look at the article from NBCnews.com, 76% of the uh, chief diversity officer positions went to white people. So right there, it's like the game inside of the game. It's like okay, it's like three car Monty or something. It's like okay, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, do uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and most of the jobs are gonna go to white people. It's, <laughs> I mean, talk about pimping ain't easy. I, I mean, so my my question would be okay, where where do we go from here, Randy? What 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 should we be forcing these corporations that get billions of our dollars each year to do? First thing you got to do is read my here? book, White Fear. Because this ain't going anywhere anytime soon. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. The reason why I call myself a disruptor is that I refuse to represent DEI as it stands today. Um, they are going to pay the price. Uh, Indeed came out with a survey uh, just recently that said 49% of all black employees are thinking about leaving their jobs because they're unhappy. 49%. So... They need us, right? We know the world needs us. So if they don't get it together, you know, we are starting businesses on our own and saying, you know what, you don't accept me, I'll find another way. You know, we are the kings and queens of finding another way, right? So it's going to hurt them in the long run. I believe that you need, we need to push people to be held accountable. Where is the money, like you asked yesterday, Roland? Mm -hmm. How much money are you putting in? How many em employees do you have of these certain identity groups? Who sits on your board? And to keep out, because I'm actually starting, I'm starting to do my own DEI report cards, cursory, looking at companies and saying, I don't care about what your mission statement says. I'm looking at your board. I'm looking at your employees. And you get an F. And, 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 and also, as individuals, go out there and do those glass door reviews. Let people know how you are feeling as a black person within your companies. Because, like I said, bottom line is that they care about reputation, so don't allow them to get away with just these broad announcements. Individually, we can make a difference. Yep. When you put them on blast on social, trust yes. me, they respond. Yes. Uh, before I go to break, I, I got to get this in. So... Uh, I, I saw all this, all these people commenting on social media um, because a lot of brothers were upset that this happened. Uh, when Michael B. Jordan got his um, star of the Hollywood Walk of Fame, um, this embrace uh, by his fellow actor uh, uh, from uh, Creed, all these people were upset. Some of the interviews that they've seen okay. them uh, hugging each other and, and folks have had attitude. Wow. And, I really think that this is really some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. This whole idea that uh, one uh, black man who hug or who embrace somehow it's feminine or gay. It really is stupid. Now, I'm going to show you something here. That was a tribute in the NBA to Kobe Bryant. This is when he was uh, he died in the helicopter crash. Uh, and this video here went viral. Uh, and this is what happened. So you watch this. Dwayne Wade walks up to Allen Iverson, and he looks at him, and the camera goes back, and you see this embrace uh, between Allen Iverson and, Cope, uh, and Dwayne Wade. Uh, and, and obviously, a lot of these brothers were quite emotional uh, with the death of Kobe Bryant. Uh, and stick with the video, and I'll tell you, when I saw AI 
uh, at the All-Star game, uh, we, 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 there was a photo that we took, and he actually uh, he, he thanked me. We shook hands, and he also he also put his head, hand behind the back of my head uh, and put me close and said, man, I love you. I love the work that you do. Uh, you matter, and it's important. And uh, I, I got to remind people um, those uh, a lot of these brothers who are out here on social media who are who are talking a lot of crap. Clearly, they weren't at the Million Man March uh, that took place because you know what you saw? You actually saw black men who were hugging each other, who were who were saying, "Brother, I love you." Uh, and and so I don't know what's up with some of these uh, ignorant ass folk, um, uh, Matt. But 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 it needs to be said that there's nothing wrong with black men who actually show appreciation for one another. No, absolutely nothing wrong. And in fact, you know, it's interesting we have this conversation today because I just had a conversation about how there's so many people dying and I'm a lot more attuned now with my mortality than I ever have been or the reality of that. And we lose an opportunity every time we see a brother, especially a brother we love and we don't we don't tell them, man, I love you, brother. I'm proud of what you're doing. Keep keep your head up, keep you know, doing what you're doing. And we should do that, man. I mean, whether it's your bros, whether it's your friends, um, whomever it is. And it's just ridiculous that people are trying to make this an ugly thing. And I don't have anything to say beyond all the brothers out there. I, I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. All the people out there, we need to share the love because uh, we don't have, we live on borrowed time. We don't know when it ends and we got to show that love while we have the chance. Go. Um. You know, Roland, that was the first time I, I, I saw that video. And, you know, it's good to see uh, two African-American men being able to appreciate one another and show love between one another. Uh, they show love in hip-hop. They show love in the sports world, things like that. Uh, some of the uh, black social media grifters, they may have been trying to tag on to the backlash that Jonathan Majors is getting from um, his photo shoot on the Governor Ebony magazine uh, or digital ebony, what have you. Um, I saw it, wasn't a fan of it, didn't comment on it, wasn't going to waste time commenting on it. But this right here, um, we need to see more of that. We need to see more brothers uh, embracing each other and, and showing love and admiration to one another as opposed to speaking negatively about each other and killing each other. Brianna. It's sad that we have to have this conversation. I'm not quite sure why it's even an issue. Um, emotions are human and they should be able to be exerted. And I saw nothing wrong with the videos and I'm not sure why. I am sure, but it's sad why uh, people on social media are saying that the embrace shouldn't have happened. Randy. I think that some people need to heal. Quite frankly, I think people, we need healing within our community because the way that some people are defining masculinity is quite frightening. So healing needs to be done. Uh, same thing happened with the cover uh, with ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. And because she was walking in front, people wanted to call him a simp and call out the magazine. And I believe that um, we need to let some of this go <laughs> and focus on healing um, because that it's, it, it, it scares me that people would think that there's something wrong with two men showing genuine love and affection for one another. It, it, it's sad. And it shouldn't have to be when somebody dies. 
No, it should not be. I mean, you can actually do what someone, uh, someone uh, is alive. All right, folks. Uh, Randy, we appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. Uh, I got to go to break. We come back. Uh, our Education Matters segment, uh, getting young folks excited about math. Man, that's a tall order. Uh, we'll talk to a brother who is doing just that. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We talk about black. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. And what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, the Black Tape, with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network, every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. Hi, I'm Gavin Houston. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, and you're not watching Roland Martin right now. Eee.
would say math is probably the one subject most people hated in school. I know I did. I did not give a flip about no algebra, geometry, trigonometry. In fact, I remember telling my teacher, look, I don't need this damn stuff. Look, I can count. I can count money. I know how to negotiate. Uh, but there's a, a Georgia-based acute mathematics firm. It's called Math & More. They're changing, um, again, how kids access math, making it a lot more fun and exciting. They offer K-12 post-secondary math tutorials, coaching, uh, as well as IEP 504 solutions. Christopher Robles is the founder and CEO of Math & More. Uh, he joins us right now. So, uh, okay, so what, was math easy for you in school? Yes. Oh, so, how? Because so, I don't know how. I, I had a brother <laughs> at Jack Yates High School, John Williams played football, and mm. John was a genius at math. I was like, John, you can keep this. I don't know what the hell they talking about. So math was actually the easiest subject for me. I had... Um, a hard time with English language arts. English language arts was like the worst thing that I could have ever did. Uh, and I know we speak English and all of that stuff, but math was a language in and of itself. And most men, like statistically, enjoy math more because there's an answer to the solution, right? I ain't one of them brothers. I could <laughs> say, I would kill, I would destroy you in the English class. I mean, you can have it, because I'm not, I'm, I, it wasn't me. It was not for me. Math was one of the easiest subjects, and I think it had a lot to do with the teachers that were in place for me. And that was... Well, that's, that's what Dr. Freeman Hrabowski, Hrabowski said. He said, Roland, he said, you'd have the right teachers. He said, if right. I were teaching you math, he said, you would have, it would have been awesome. I was like, yeah, Doc, well, you should have been there. Yes. And I'm, I honestly, like, the way I teach math and the way I get kids excited about it, like, my kids actually will say, oh, Mr. Robles, in your math class, it allowed for me to um, explore math in a different way. It, I broke it down, and I keep it simple. Like, I do things that get kids to say, I love math at the end of the day. I don't know how. how so, okay, how? Well, well, like, well, what do you do? So one of my major things that I do inside my math class is that I always break down a problem to something that is so simple for them and also make it relatable to them. So the curriculum, like we use different curriculums like Eureka Math and things like that, right? Like that's the buzz curriculum right now. But then I take that and put it in the terms of something that is relatable to our students so that way they can access it at the level that they are. Because most of the students that I have taught honestly come in on if I'm teaching Algebra 1, which is the subject that I love to teach the most, which is what you hate, but I, if I'm teaching Algebra 1, I'm making it something that's accessible to them. Like, one apple plus one apple is two apples. So if you cut that apple in this different many ways, you still have one whole apple, and it's all about a language. So also, when you're in English class, what did you use if you didn't know how to look up a word? What do you mean? We had damn dictionary. Right, in English class. So why don't we have that same resource in the math class? Hey, I that, brought that math. Hey, you asking the wrong one. I brought that resource to my math class. If you don't know a word in math, look it up in the math dictionary. Hey, look, I, look, I'm telling you right now, just understand, I talked my way into a passing grade <laughs> in college. I, yes, I used my English skills uh, to communicate my way into, I was like, listen, I... Y'all, y'all have no idea. Oh, I, oh, silver tongue. Yes. Oh, I talked my way by up by thirty points. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it, it, again, though, it's just one of those things that 
that we, we, we go through it. And even now, what kills me now when you have parents is because I'm like, man, they ain't the math I had when I was in school. It's the same math. Math is literally a language. The language don't change. I can go to China right now and teach the same algebra that I would be teaching here in the United States of America. It's all about the delivery and like what you are trying to get from that math class and like how you access it. So like one of the things that reason why we're here that I get kids excited about math is pie day, right? You get to eat pie, you get to throw pies in teachers' faces, but you also are learning about the irrational number that's there. Like, it's so much fun to actually explore math, and math is all around us everywhere we are. Uh, let's see here. Bri let me see between Brianna, Matt, and Michael. Let me see who probably enjoyed math. I don't, Brianna laughing. I know it ain't her. I can, I can tell the look on her face. She struggled with math. I did not struggle with math. I had a great math tutor that I had to go to. Stop lying. No. Hold on. Stop right there. You said I had a great math tutor I went right. to? Absolutely. That means your ass struggled with math because <laughs> you had to go to a math tutor. Not necessarily. Just because you go to a math tutor don't mean that you're always matters. struggling. She, she did. <laughs> I, have a, I have a student right now who is excelling in math class right now. He, is, he does amazing. He has great grades in math. However, having that extra support doesn't help. Math is only exposed to students and scholars in one subject. The reason why people do well in English is because they have it in social studies, they have it in science, they have it in English, they have it in every other class. Math right. is an isolated subject for 45 minutes to 90 minutes, depending on what school district you're right. in. That's it. So yeah, you're going to need a tutor because you're only exposed to it one time a day. Yeah, but, but Brianna struggled. Brianna, what's your question real quick? I Go. I passed AP Calculus. Just want to let you know I got a four, so I didn't struggle too hard. You cheated. But I will say I you love pie, and I love everything that you're doing because definitely uh, it's needed. Uh, it was something that wasn't as fun as other classes, um, but thank you so much. Uh, question for you. Um, do you see – so from Florida, you said – a there's different types of learning and certain states decide to learn, teach it a certain way. And do you see any conflicts with other states where um, they decide to not do the traditional um, traditional teaching and when students sometimes get marked down, even though they have the right answer, they did not show the work the same way that they okay. were taught? What are your thoughts on that? First of all, you struggle with English, that long-ass question. All right, <laughs> come on, damn. So, um, honestly, when students, when I have students that I'm teaching and tutoring and things like that, they always say that, oh, well, my teacher taught it to me this way, and, oh, this is the answer and things like that. And I always tell them there's always more than one way to skin a cat. Like you said it earlier in the show, we are um, the kings and queens of finding out a way, right? So when I teach math, I'm going back to the roots. I'm going back to the carry the one, multiplication, the original algorithm, because that's what students understand. This newfangled um, conceptual understanding and getting kids to do that, that was only introduced, honestly, in the black communities because students struggle with this so much. But now we're trying to, like, break it, break it down in a way that is accessible to them, but then we're not really teaching them how to actually solve a problem. Uh, Matt, Matt, what's your question? Matt, I see... I, I, I see you over there crying, laughing back. Because, Matt, was you, were you good at math? I'm good at arithmetic, but not high-level math, so no. Hey, no, yeah, that's just lying. You, you ain't good at math. <laughs> so I'm good at arithmetic. Well, Hell, we know five plus, five, plus, five plus five is ten. Come on. 
See, God don't like ugly. That's why he can't get the joke out. No, I get I out. I get out. You but know. you know, doggone well, you were not good at math. I said I was good at arithmetic and not beyond that. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the brother. foundation of Here's math. That's all you need to know how to do. <laughs> Calculus ain't you. nothing but adding stuff up together. Thank you. Nonetheless, <laughs> here are my two questions. Now, you got First one question. question. Is, well, I have two, so we'll have to subtract one. Long you can answer ass. whichever one you like. The first question is, okay. uh, how do your scholarships work? And the second question is, what have you found? My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As alternative vehicles to teach students math, for instance, you know, as a musician, math is very prevalent in music, right? So a lot of people who are good at music are very good at math. What do you use like that to make the students acclimated to it? I was great at music. I didn't know what the hell was happening in math. Go ahead. So one of the things, <laughs> actually one of my capstone projects that I had in an algebra class was for students to create a music video. They did that um, the year that I taught in Florida, um, which contributed to the success of their grades and passing and all of that other good things. But they created a music video. I bring in the um, I bring in tools and resources into the classroom that meet students where they are and not just academically. So if you want to create a music video, all right, let's go, let's do it. Vocabulary has all of these different um, music videos for math and gets out of my peers and gets kids excited about math. Now they got an opportunity to create their own music video that was all about Algebra One. So and that was their capstone project their final grade and then what led them going on to like geometry that year and then i did not catch that first question i just heard that second one scholarships it was about scholarships. scholarships regarding he's asking do you have scholarships so i don't what we do is when students want to enroll in math and more we meet parents where they are so if they say that hey i can't really afford the going rate that's on the website then that's where the math and more foundation comes in and we say like listen just tell me where you are like we look at things, so it's not an official scholarship. It's one of those, like, just I'll meet you where you at, and then we'll support you there. Um, are there age limits for scholarships? Because Matt might need one. <laughs> no. As long as you're enrolled in K-12 school <laughs> or in a college-level <laughs> math class, just reach out, and we got you. Matt, Matt won a scholarship. Uh, Michael, go. All right, Chris. Um, so I did pretty well in math. My mother was a math teacher for about almost 50 years. He lied. You go. He, and, he lied. Public, he so lied. She was a, a public school. First of all, when we say pretty and, well, uh, he lied. Yeah. yeah well, uh, algebra kicked my behind. I did better in geometry. But your mama was a math teacher. Well, she taught elementary school math. She taught elementary school. Oh, so that's so, and, so, and so did, you I killed did. it in elementary school, but from junior <laughs> high to high school, your ass was struggling. Well, I, I was in uh, <laughs> Detroit area pre-college engineering program in mm -hmm. uh, middle school, mm -hmm. and then graduated past technical high school. Yeah, boy, uh, so boy, yeah. boy, ask your question. Ask your question. Um, when you talk about algebra, <laughs> Um, and, you, and you talked about the music video, things like this, give, give us some examples of how you show your students how they will use algebra in real life. Because that's one of the problems when I was in school over 30 years ago. It was just something abstract, but they didn't teach us how you're going to use this in real life. Sustained. Go ahead. So, honestly, algebra and, like, 
in real life, one of the easiest things that I use is like the coordinate plane in real life, right? Like kids want to plug into the GPS and how to like get from A to B. But the coordinate plane was one of the most easiest things to like create this real life example of what, um, how algebra is used. So slope, the um, Pythagorean theorem, all of those things is a direct relation to like when you plug into your GPS and Google Maps, that's how all of that is calculated. Yeah, but I ain't doing all that. I'm, t I'm, I'm pulling my math up. I'm pulling my map up right and now. And you putting the address in, but you That's also, all I'm doing. But I, then I, I'm I teaching them that this is how it works. Or even when... Um, right, but I, but I ain't using that stuff. Like I You're not going to use it every day, but how you think about it and like using those critical thinking skills is what's going to be important in how you solve your life problems. So you may not be... Right. You're not going to be walking around, um, see, walking like, down the see, street in see, D.C. See, 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 like right here. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I was in L.A. I'm going to the... Go to, go to my phone. I went to the Grammy Museum. You see right here? Uh, boom, I just click <laughs> Grammy Museum uh, yes. and it calculates the route. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying that. Just saying that's how it normally went. I'm so, just, but, right. but just making those things <laughs> real life, letting them know that this is distance formula. This is the coordinate plane. This is how it actually all works. And you'd be surprised. Kids are really excited to say, "Oh my God, this is like what it means when you are plugging something into a GPS." Especially when one of the most um, famous activities that I did also is just having kids run up and down the stairs, right? That slope in and of itself. Kids was all over the building one year. We were doing slope. And then after that, we apply it inside the classroom. So what does that mean? Elevation, moving up, moving around the school, like moving up and down elevators and things like that, below sea level, above sea level. But getting them up, getting them excited, getting them moving around, getting them to make those music videos, getting them to just relate. This is how I relate the right. things to what they're doing. I mean, look, I, I mean, it, that, all, that all applies. Look, I play golf. And so when you're talking about uh, slope, when you're That's talking parabolas about parabolas, right there. You, who? Parabolas. Who the hell? Who the hell is that? <laughs> it's the, the it's the function that makes a U. Oh, real? Yes. What do they got to do with golf? Because when you hit the ball, what direction does it go in? It goes up. It hits a peak, and then it comes back down. That's right. a parabola, right but, there. But if I'm hitting the if I'm hitting the draw or fade uh, or the see, oh. see now now I'm not I'm going. Let's play with you left right there. I don't know too much about golf. I just know that it makes a parabola. There's a vertex. It goes up. It beats a peak, and that's it. And then I can crew. See right there. See we we don't need all of them extra. You don't words. need to know that, but we that's need, what's that, happening. That's a lot of extra ass words. That's that's exactly what's happening though. I promise you, that's what's happening. You may okay, not know I, it, hey. and that's but that's how you get kids excited about it though by being able to make those things on the fly and like. Letting them know, like, hey, if you do play golf, this is what's happening right now with the golf. And like, so when I'm putting the slope, you, you, all, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. How, if, first of all, are you only in Atlanta, or are people able to access you across Mathemore the country? Mathemore is um, a virtual learning center, so we are able to support students wherever they are as long as they have a Wi-Fi connection. Cool, uh, Matt. Uh, if you increase your Wi-Fi connection. Um, <laughs> To get your Wi-Fi connection better, Matt. You're wrong. Uh, You're I, wrong. We'll, we'll give you a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you a scholarship, Matt, to get to get you up your math game. <laughs> Tell folks uh, where, how to find you. So, uh, Math & More is online. <laughs> it's um, www.mathandmore.com. You're able to find all the different accesses through all social media platforms because they're at the top right of our corner. Um, and just real quick, obviously, the reason why we're here, Pi Day is happening on March 14th. However, Who? Pi Day. 
Oh, pie day. Yes, it's the irrational. So what are we doing? We're doing cherry pie. We're doing... We All doing types of pie. Apple pie. Apple pie. Sweet potato pie. I make the meanest sweet potato pie. You better ask my students. No, I, let, I bring that to them. Low as your ass didn't say pumpkin pie. No. Mm-mm, no, okay. no pumpkin pie. But pie day happens every year. It's a day. It's on March 14th with math magicians all over the world celebrate math. And next week in Piedmont Park on March 11th, Saturday at 159 because it's the le- next couple digits of pie. We're going to be in Piedmont Park eating pie, throwing pies in kids' faces, parents' faces, my face. If you have enough tickets to cash in to throw pie in my face, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, We'll be giving away raffles, T-shirts, all types of stuff. And it's just all in an effort to get kids excited about math, all things circular, all things circumference-related, radius, diameter, all the things that you use every day but you don't necessarily think about. Don't think about none of that. <laughs> Absolutely at all. Not, just don't at all. Again, I, t- I tell I had no idea what the hell they were doing in math class. I mean, but that's okay. You didn't necessarily always needed to know what was happening. You just yeah, needed to know how to apply it. No, I, no I need to know how to get out that class. I need to know what is required to get that D. That's all I... I, I, I ain't I didn't passing need, no more. Uh, huh? D ain't passing no more. Damn, it's not? Nope. C is passing now. Shit. I mean, that's a conversation for a different day. Though, I'm just letting, you, I'm letting y'all know. All I want to know is what was that bottom number? <laughs> that's all. 69. I, nah. would, I would not 65. try. Uh-uh. It was like, uh, I think it was 60. Oh, wow. You ain't oh. lying. Oh, wow. You know. And that was 70 uh, is passing it. Oh, shit. I wouldn't have had no shot. Hell, I was so far below 60. Uh, I could, I'm telling you, it just did, it didn't connect at all. But I it's, did communicate my ass to a passing grade. I mean, my kids... Which is why I keep telling people, learn how to communicate. <laughs> uh, well, math is, again, a language. So as long as you teach the language the appropriate way, kids okay. will know how to solve it. And honestly, like, not to toot my own horn, but the last year that I was in the classroom that's, before that's I came... That's why your ass on the show, to right, yeah. <laughs> But, like... The last year that I was in the classroom and directly teaching students on a large scale, we outperformed the state, the district, and the surrounding school districts because the way I delivered the instruction allowed students to, like, display their own math right. magician's ways. Yes. So basically what you're saying, when it comes to math, you the shit. Say it again? When it comes to math, you the shit. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. For right. sure. I mean, that, now that I can do. Shit, don't be, don't be scared to say it. <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, in, in me, I knew I was the shit, and I said it. I was <laughs> well, like, yeah, challenge no, me. I'm All right. Sure. We got to go to a break. Carol in the control room getting my damn nerves. Time out. We six and a half minutes over. First of all, no, we not, Carol. Okay, we're going to do a two-minute commercial break. Okay, so calm down. See, see. What, uh, first of all, Carol, don't even start. Yeah, so tell me what's the math equation if you seven minutes over uh, when, the, <laughs> when the segment went seven minutes over. Uh, so tell, give Carol that equation uh, during the break, or give Carol, give Carol the equation of getting cussed out by the boss uh, over the next two minutes. All right, y'all, we'll be back, rolling about down the filter uh, on the Black Star Network while Matt does some simple ass arithmetic during the break. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, the wealth gap has literally not changed in over 50 years, according to the Federal Reserve. On the next Get Wealthy, I'm excited to chat with Jim Castleberry, CEO of Known Holdings. They have created a platform 
an ecosystem to bring resources to Blacks and people of color so they can scale their business. Even though we've had several examples of um, African Americans and other people of color being able to be successful, we still aren't seeing the mass level of us being lifted up. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. A lot of these corporations or people that are running stuff push black people if they're doing a certain thing. What that does is it creates a butterfly effect of any young kid who, you know, wants to leave any situation they're in, and the only people they see are people that are doing this, so I gotta be a gangster, I gotta shoot, I gotta sell, I gotta do this in order to do it, and it just becomes a cycle, but when someone comes around and is making other oh, money, we don't, you know, they don't wanna push it or put money into it, so that's definitely something I'm trying to fix, too, is just show there's other avenues. You don't gotta be a rapper, you don't gotta be a ball player, you can be a country singer, you can be an opera singer, you can be a damn whatever, you know? You know, showing the, the different avenues, and that is possible, and it's hard for people to realize it's possible until someone does it. Hi, everybody, this is Jonathan Nelson. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. All right, y'all. Uh, so I'm just trying to understand, uh, Michael, how your mama was a math teacher and your ass struggled in math. Um, I didn't. Well, what happened was. Hold up. When he started well, stuttering, well, uh, what happened was how your mama a math. That I, I did. I did well. In, I did well in uh, elementary school. I did well in middle school in math. Uh, algebra ninth grade kicked my behind. Now, the, the second semester of algebra, I did better than the first semester of algebra, uh, freshman high school. Mama was a math uh, yeah, a, teacher. Yeah, but she but she taught elementary school math. She wasn't teaching me algebra, okay? So, hold up. Elementary, so, okay, all right, uh, elementary school math different from algebra? Yeah. <laughs> Ella, I ain't talking to you. I'm asking a guest. You, will you ask me the question? I'm asking a guest. <laughs> Go ahead. Elementary school math is very different than... Um, middle school and high school math, what happens a lot of times and parents are just like, one apple plus one apple is two apples. They think that that's going to just be the trajectory of how math classes go. <laughs> Absolutely not. They, once you get to middle school, it right. starts to get real different. Right. And eighth grade year is the year that sets you up for success for high school. And then, so yes, the short answer is yes, elementary school math is way different than, um, middle school and high school or secondary math. Okay. Okay. All right, and, then, and, and, and then when I went to geometry, geom oh. I was doing well in geometry till we... Damn, you throwing your hands up. Proof. So I'm going to go ahead and just tell y'all and be honest with y'all. Yeah, don't lie. Math and more, <laughs> if you want me to tutor you, that it ain't... I'm not teaching you geometry. There are tutors in place. There's other people there in place because that's a different brain. I'm, I'm calculations, I'm, I'm equations, quadratics, I'm numbers. Geometry is numbers as well with some algebra fused into it, but it's more 
there's a different uh, there's a different love for geometry that you got to have. In fact, you would probably enjoy a geometry class more than you would no. enjoy a uh, algebra class because no. it's more Bruh, let me shapes. help you. I hated algebra. <laughs> I hated geometry. I hated all them damn I'm trying to look. Now, yeah. the, the only thing me and Matt, Matt will agree on when he's like he was down arithmetic, I told him straight up, I'm like, yo, I can count money, I can negotiate, I can, I can, I can calculate prices and stuff in my head when I go shopping. I was real quick with that. That's a, that's all fractions, hey, percents, well, ratios. Well, I, I had, hey, well, I lit that shit up. <laughs> I'm letting you know, I lit, you, I lit that up. Sign, when you signing contracts and you working on your job and your job is giving you a three percent raise and you get a typo on that paycheck and you are looking at these different line items that's on your pay stub. You need to know what all of this stuff is and how it all calculates and adds up. You got that right. So that's what's up. All right, y'all. That's it for us. We did not get to our crazy people's stories. My dad would add to it. My dad going to send me a text. Talk about, come on, son. It's getting late. I've been waiting to see these crazy white folks. Been waiting for two weeks. All right, dad. You got to wait till <laughs> Monday. So I'm going to do, do them on Monday. Uh, blame Matt. Uh, with his uh, simple arithmetic. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I'll sh uh, we normally roll our fans uh, who give to us uh, on Fridays. I go ahead and roll it on Monday. Carol, calm down. I'm calling the audible. Omaha, damn it, Omaha. That's what I do. All right, y'all. Uh, and I'll shout out to uh, Track Baby. Uh, y'all, you know, follow her on Instagram. We had her on the show. Uh, Santia, this I'm rocking her Tronus. Uh, these are her, these are the shoes uh, she also does as well. You know, her unisex shoes. She sent me the sweatsuit, so I want to go ahead and rock it. Uh, Brianna, thanks a bunch. You know, Brianna lied. She wasn't good in math. Uh, and uh, thanks a bunch, uh, Matt. Thanks a bunch. That's why you praying. He like praying. I get a math scholarship. Uh, and Michael. An utter embarrassment. Your mama, math teacher, you, you was screwing up. That makes no sense. That's like having a mama who's an English teacher and you can't talk. All right, y'all. That's it. Uh, I will see y'all uh, on Monday. Holla! Black Star Network is this. I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roller. Hey, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network.
I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.